Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, podcast fam. Today it is Wednesday, April the 29th. It's the last Wednesday in April, everyone. And I think spring has finally come to us here in Ottawa. The weather has been beautiful. It's sunny. It's getting warm. (laughs) I encourage everyone to get outside, get some sunshine, but also practice, you know, the 10 foot rule here and respect the people around you. We can all enjoy the springtime and create a safe environment for everyone around us. It just might require a little bit of patience and compassion and awareness of space, awareness of space and time. (laughs) So thank you all for tuning in for another episode. Before we get started, I'd like to remind listeners that there are three ways you can take the time right now to support me and this podcast. If you are in a position to contribute to my Patreon account, I have a link in the show notes that will take you right there. You can also click the link in my bio on Instagram at at Elisa Curry Lowitz. Donations can be as little as $1 per month, $5 a month, or whatever amount you're comfortable to give. Thank you so much to everyone who has donated so far. I am halfway to my goal and your support means everything. So thank you so, so much. You can also press pause right now and go and subscribe to my show wherever you're listening to your podcast. It would be so great if you could also leave a five-star rating and a written review. And lastly, while you're on pause, (laughs) take a screenshot and share on your social media. I actually, I'm loving seeing all the people listening and leaving tags from like all over the world. I recently had a beautiful discussion with a new Instagram follower in Italy, a new podcast listener in Italy, and we've been sharing in our experiences and self-isolation and it's been so great. So please keep sharing and keep tagging me at at Elisa Curry Lodes. All right, that's enough business for today. As you may have seen, this podcast is all about men. I'm sitting down with Dan Gomez and Kurt Manzer from The Grounded Man to talk about their breakaway movement and global network of grounded men. This is the first time I've ever interviewed two guests at once, but I needed to speak with both of these guys because they're both unbelievable human beings. They're both certified yoga teachers and physical trainers with experience coaching and connecting to men all over the world. Their outlook and perspectives are helping so many people figure out who they are and find self-acceptance. The Grounded Man is a community. Its founding members have created a safe space for men or people who identify as a man to share their feelings, gain personal awareness, gain confidence, check in, be accountable, and integrate for a more grounded life. Ah, This episode is awesome, so let's get into it. Without further ado, here we go with Kurt Manzer and Dan Gomez. Okay, hey guys, I'm so excited to have Dan Gomez and Kurt Manzer here from the Grounded Man Project. What's going on today, you guys? Hey, what's up? It's good to see you on the Zoom. Zoom. We're doing this via Zoom. Uh, Where are you guys right now? Are you both in Ottawa? I'm in Ottawa, yeah. 
I live in Chelsea. Okay. Okay. So Are you on the hard um, border restriction? Can you come into Ottawa right now? I've come into Ottawa several times, yeah. Oh, you can? Okay. I've been stopped by the cops once yet, so. Interesting. Uh, for... Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. So um, in the region where we live in Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada here, um, there is some border patrols between provinces due to this COVID-19 thing. That's why I asked for all the listeners that are like, what are you talking about? That is it. Um, so... Let's get into this because you guys have started this very cool, very modern, unique group for men called Grounded Man Project. Can you guys tell me about that? What is that? Yeah, so we call ourselves the Grounded Man. Grounded Man Project is uh, on Instagram. Oh, okay. The Grounded Man was taken. Um, <laughs> Love it. But we are a community of men that... Uh, meet regularly right now we're doing it virtually uh, but we do yep. meet in in person when we can okay uh that meet to essentially support other men and create a uh, space for men to be able to talk about things that might not be as comfortable get into feeling your emotions expressing them and having that safe space to be able to talk about that type of stuff and then we also have different expeditions and workouts and Mm -hmm. book club and stuff like that i don't Mm. know if kurt if you want to add anything else yeah i'd like to think of it as um we've created a community of men who are a little bit more focused on their holistic health their well-being so just not just scratching the surface of what it means to be healthy physically but also starting to unpack emotionally, mentally, and also kind of creating this container where you can share and be open and not be worried about those typical stigmas that sometimes go along with men who are like, hey, I'm feeling this way, and a bunch of guys just kind of punch you on the shoulder and like, don't worry, dude, you've got this, you'll be fine. Yeah. That's it, you know? So we kind of create a nice environment where whatever's going on, you can talk about it. Maybe it's like a challenge, maybe it's a success, maybe it's a new area that you're looking to grow into and explore. So like I said, holistically, we take an approach of like we encourage them to be physically active, but also unpack emotions and then also start to explore your spiritual side. Yeah, so there are quite a few stigmas that you guys are breaking or changing when it comes to men and how to be a man and boys don't cry and the man cave and all of these types of things. So it, it's an interesting thing from a woman's perspective looking in. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest things you guys are working on, on how to communicate, like how to communicate the different yeah. gender biases out there. But as a woman looking in, I mean, I just think that holding space and feeling emotions are learned behaviors growing up. So I'm an 80s baby. In the 80s, women had this, that, and the other thing. That's how we learned. We learned how to love. We learned how to communicate. We learned what our gender roles were, as did men. And uh, now we're kind of coming out of that era and learning about ourselves and what our actual needs are, as opposed to how we've identified as with our genders throughout the years. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah, like you were saying, perhaps the way you grow up, it was a lot more encouraged 
for you to talk about how you're feeling and be able to share with your friends yes deeper subjects and questions that perhaps are bugging you or an incident that just happened in your life yeah guys we do it but we often do it in a way where we just kind of scratch the surface of whatever's happening we might just say this just happened and then like i said before our buddy will be like oh that sucks it happens mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and then that's it so sometimes we're trying to relearn that behavior of being able to say hey i'm not feeling x right now i'm feeling this and it's kind of weird it's scary i'm not really sure how to communicate this to you i'm not sure how you're going to respond so there's a lot of that in the beginning and then once we create that container of trust and vulnerability then you can't shut these guys up like they just want to talk they want to share like we all just want to share and yeah say what's going on in our life sometimes men are just more afraid to do it and so once you just kind of invite that to happen then it's awesome when it comes to women, uh, oftentimes people say women are so emotional. And uh, one of my favorite podcasters, Mark Grove, he talks about how men are just as emotional. Men are also emotional. They've just learned to suppress it or have it um, released as anger or aggression or I don't know, something along those lines. So yeah, Dan, you're about to say something. I was just agreeing with kind of what Kurt was saying in it's amazing uh, seeing men come in. And even in, in the first meeting, if, if these men have never met any of the other men before, mm-hmm. just feeling the space that we're creating and having them have that chance to be able to just open up and talk about the things that are bothering them and, 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 be allowed to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. it's amazing seeing yeah like emotions coming up breaking down crying in front of men that they don't know and it's not something that like it's not like you'd go to like a coffee shop and just like start talking to a buddy and just like start breaking (laughs) down and I mean I mean some of us would and some of us do but it's 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 pretty awesome seeing that that kind of shift in someone from when you first meet them uh, and then they come to that first meeting and they're just like, whoa, I can actually like talk about these things. Uh, so what can, did... I, can I share a story like that? Yeah, please can do. I, like, yes. build on that? So yeah. we're talking about learned behavior and men kind of suppressing their emotions. So for our first meeting, but I was involved with Dan and Lee Michael, who's not here. A little shout out to Lee Michael. We miss you, buddy. Um, I invited one of my yoga students to come and I, created a nice friendship and dialogue and one day I just said hey maybe you'd be interested in coming to me this is what we're doing I don't have any expectations I don't know what's going to happen but you want to show up he, he did so he shows up to Lee Michael's place I greet him I give him a hug I don't think anything of it I just give him a hug Dan gives him a hug Lee Michael gives him a hug the other guys give him a hug fast forward six months later him and I are friends he's helping me move and so I'm in the truck with him and I'm like, so what's new? What's going on? Tell me what's exciting. And he goes, uh, well, I gave my dad a hug the other day. Mm. And I kind of paused and I was like, all right. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't really understand. What do you mean? And he goes, oh, I haven't hugged anyone other than my wife or my kids in almost 30 years. And I was wow. like, holy shit. Wow. Like, 
And it was like, okay, so I'm like, what happened? And he goes, oh, my dad just kind of pushed me off a little bit, but I've given him a hug since then, and it's cool. And now I'm giving my kids hugs again. I was like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. I just love that. giving another man a hug changed his behavior to like his loved one. Sometimes it's something so simple. Mm-hmm. Like just give somebody a hug, call them, say what's up. Breaking down those impressive. walls a little bit that have been built over years and it's interesting how one moment can really change that that is awesome i love that so i have a question for you guys what does it mean to be grounded what does what is being grounded mean as we all know like life life is life shit happens Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy sometimes it's smooth sometimes it's chaotic you know there's ups and downs so for me being grounded i almost visualize a a storm or a cyclone or like a tornado and being grounded means almost like being like a tree that's like firmly rooted and you can weather the storm so no matter what's going on around you you still feel connected you still feel in like a place of power you still feel confident you still feel in control that doesn't mean you're gonna waver sometimes like trees bend trees blow in wind but still still remaining connected to the earth, still remaining connected to your community, still being present with yourself, being open, and just sometimes having that awareness of knowing what's going on inside of you and mm-hmm. being able to deal with what's going on around you. I kind of feel that when I have been, I have been working on grounding myself personally. I was just in Bali for a month, and it was really nice to really plant my feet in the sand and actually be connected to the earth and feel my energy connected to the earth and it helps me to be present. So I feel like grounding for me is that sense of being in the moment and being okay with myself. What does it feel like for you to be grounded? What's the feeling? Calm. Calm. I feel calm. I feel confident. I feel able to care for my needs and also my loved ones, my communities being able to go that extra little mile, that extra mm. little bit, if I've got it. Because if I'm if I'm grounded, if I'm, for lack of a better term, in control or present, mm-hmm. then that means I'm able to perhaps share that with somebody else and lend a little helping hand or like a kind word. Or but if you're if you're in a place, of, I don't know what the opposite of grounded would be. Like Dan, you said chaotic, like maybe chaotic. There. Yeah, chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, if you're feeling ungrounded, then typically you can't even take care of your own needs. You know, you're feeling like you're, you're kind of grasping. Yeah. What's wrong with me? What's going on? And so yeah. everything else around you becomes even more chaotic. So being grounded for me is, all right, I'm here. I can deal with this and this and this. Today I got to put that one aside. Here I am. This is the growth I've made. Mm-hmm. I'm confident I just rose above that challenge. What's the next one? Dan, what does it feel like for you? I think the word that comes to mind is balanced. Mm. So similar to what Kurt was saying, just having that, yeah, having that balance, like things aren't always going to be perfect, but having those things in your life that are able to ground you, Mm. um, whether it be breath work or meditation Mm. or your nutrition or your movement, just having all those tools and techniques and strategies to help you reground when you're feeling a little bit off and being able to have that balance so that then you can 
give more to your community and the people around you. And I think that's a big part of it. And something that is very kind of motivating for me is creating these men that are grounded is not just helping them. It's helping the people around them. It's helping their communities. It's sure. Helping. You're talking about human emotion and needs and such in the grounded man. There's an accountability piece. How are you holding yourselves accountable as well as the group? How is the group accountable? Part of the grounded man is the ability to integrate. Mm -hmm. So the things that we're learning in the meeting, how can we bring those into our lives? How can we make those real? So are you sharing skills? Are you sharing like actual practices? Yeah. Yeah. So the way the meeting is set up is we'll start off with a a bit of a business around what's going on. And then there's the check-in where we're talking about what is going on with us presently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is after some breath work as well. We, we talk about what's going on. We talk about the good things. We talk about some challenges that are going on. And then we finish off the meeting. Once we've gone through all that, we finish off with a stretch. Oh, um, cool. Or a, a challenge that we are kind of holding ourselves accountable to. So that could be something physical. That could be something emotional. It could be something that came up within that meeting that we know that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. And then another part of the group is we have an online chat uh, through Telegram. And so at the beginning of every week, we'll put our check-in of kind of what our stretch goals are. Mm -hmm. And we have that whole group there to kind of hold us accountable. So what kind of things are new that are coming up with this self-isolation thing? Because I can imagine that there are some new emotions or behaviors coming to the surface, as with everyone in the world. Um, Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh man, there's so much. So much. (laughs) There's so much. Everybody's life has taken a turn. You have parents with kids that are at home now and they still have to work a full-time job, manage a a child at the same time. And then you have people who can't work. So now they have all this free time on their hands. So now they're dealing with feeling like they're not contributing or giving back. Mm -hmm. Um, You have people like essential workers that, their workload has doubled in some cases. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all over the map. Everybody is experiencing something different mm-hmm. or perhaps heightened from where we were before this isolation happened. So are people so, are, are people starting to see how stress or change is manifesting in their lives differently? I feel as though for some of the people that I've been connected with during this self-isolation the stress is bringing out new things within them. It's bringing, it's, it's changing, um, whether that's like digestive issues, whether that's like emotional outbursts, whether that's like highs and lows, is that kind of something that you're seeing a a common thing here? Definitely. Yeah. One, yeah. One thing that I've noticed is especially people who are experiencing a little bit of discomfort or a lot of discomfort within their household or relationships mm-hmm. they're now home together all the time mm-hmm. and that can go two ways some people are like I'm I'm spending more time with my partner and that's awesome but then there's the other side of we're in the same space we don't have anywhere else to kind of like we don't have work to get away to or 
the gym to get away to. It is something that's bringing up some challenges for the men to face mm-hmm. and, and work on and realize that there's yeah stuff to work on. <laughs> sure. And so what kind of things are you integrating for these men? Integration. So we talked a little bit about holding people accountable. So Dan mm-hmm. mentioned mm-hmm. check-ins yes. through the chat. Uh, we recently created like a spreadsheet where you can input these are these are the things that I'm going to work on this week. And you can kind of check them off as you go. So that was created as a bit of an accountability piece. Like yeah. Myself, I wrote down I wanted to jog two to three times a week. Okay. Jogging. So I'm going to jog. Okay. Um, I started cold therapy every day. Okay. And we have been able to take experts in their field, especially in our local community and bring them into our into our core group sessions, into our actual meetings. So we've had somebody come in and talk about mindful leadership. Uh, we've had a breathwork mm-hmm. um, workshop, which was pretty powerful. So learning new tools, hearing different experiences from other people, that's how, that's how I find I learn best is listening to other people's story, listening to what they have to say, what they have to share. You can always glean some important lessons from somebody's story or their viewpoint. One of the things that I feel that the first step is like the why, why do I do this? But the next step is the how. Everyone kind of wants to know, how do I do this? And you can give them some points, then they can choose to do those or not. So I like that you guys have that accountability piece because you also talk about doing the work. What is the work. So you just talked about doing cold bath, like a cold shower or whatever. What what does that do for you? And why is that the work? Why? Uh, Because it puts me in a place of discomfort. Okay. So I don't particularly like, I don't like it at all. Like hands down, I don't like it. Okay. But I do it for the numerous health benefits, but also, well, like I said, I learned from other people's experiences and one of my, one of my friends has a severe anxiety problem and he's had it since he was a child Mm -hmm. and his go-to tool for dealing with his anxious state is cold therapy that kind of like helps him snap out of that state that he's experiencing okay kind of creates a little stop gap which allows him the time to reflect and be like okay i was here I, i put this in place now I'm at this point, it gives them a little bit of breathing room, a little bit more perspective and the ability to just kind of put a pause put on a pause. what he's feeling so that he mm-hmm. can actually process it and deal with it. So for me, cold therapy is a skill I'm trying to develop. Now I enjoy it. I've gone from hating it to looking forward to it. I want to talk about self-love a little bit. Uh, this is one of the core values of The Grounded Man and it's basically my number one talking piece on all things, Instagram, podcast, because self-love looks different to everyone. Everyone's definition of love is a bit different depending on how they grew up, what they were exposed to. Yet, oftentimes it is hard for people to accept self-love, to acknowledge what it even is. So I want to know what self-love is for each of you. Dan, maybe do you want to start? Man, such a a big thing and I think it's constantly changing. Mm. For me, self-love is doing the things that I know nurture me and make me feel good. 
there's there's things that I've that I do throughout my day that sometimes I kind of run away from or miss and being able to kind of come back to those whether it be journaling and meditating my exercise yeah spending time with loved ones self-love I think is being able to do those but also be compassionate mm. with yourself when you when you do get away from them and, and know that we're not perfect we're not gonna do all of these things all the time there's gonna be different experiences in our life there's gonna be things that come up that we're gonna we're gonna lose some of those things that that we know make us feel good and even in our head know that we're getting away from them and we should be doing them mm-hmm but I think always just coming back to the, the self-love and, and compassion and knowing that that imperfection is is okay. And we have those tools when we need them. And we have that support system of people who love us and the ability to mm-hmm. go to them when, when we need them. So as a new dad, uh, yeah. you probably are feeling love in new ways. Uh, 100%. 100%. So when you see, I don't know, uh, your daughter making mistakes, it's easy to hold compassion for other people. I believe it's easier to forgive other people. However, when we when we make mistakes ourselves, we have this nature, or at least I, I, I believe it's in our nature to punish ourselves over and over and over again. Yeah. How has this experience being a new dad shown you compassion? Or, show, or taught you how to treat yourself differently. Yeah, it's something that I was practicing even before I had a daughter. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard about it. I'm sure you have. It's a it's an awesome practice of of like imagining yourself as a child. Yeah. And looking at yourself through that lens and asking yourself, would I talk to myself? Would I talk to a child the way that I talk to myself? Would I, would I put a child down the way that I, the thoughts and the words that I tell myself that, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that self-talk? Mm-hmm. When you close your eyes or if you have a picture, I, there's always a picture that, of myself that I go to. I think it's a school picture, but just like this big smile on my face. And just the thought of talking to me, that, that child... The way that sometimes I, I talk to myself is it's like, man, what like what the what, what the hell? Like what am I like, doing? <laughs> why why would I ever do that? And why would I do it now? Because I'm still that person. Yeah, and where is it coming from? Interesting. Kurt, what about you? What is self love to you? Being in a state of acceptance of myself. So being able to love myself for my positive qualities, but also perhaps some of my negative qualities and accepting accepting me for who I am. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall back on some things that I say or do. And then being able to be compassionate. So I think it kind of it comes back to, like Dan said, picturing himself as a child. I remember as a kid and the way I was raised in a particular religion that you're basically told all of the time that you're a sinner and you can do better and if you do these things, God will love you. But if you don't, then well, do better. Yeah. And my parents were my parents were really good about it. Sure, they emulated that, but they also they loved me. But it 
took me some time to figure that out, that this is something that was conditioned. This isn't a real behavior, at least for me. So being able to recognize that I'm not a bad person. Okay, I may do these things and somebody may disagree with it, but that's okay. They can do whatever they want. I can do whatever I want. For me, I feel like the world needs a lot more tolerance, a mm. lot more acceptance of other people and their viewpoint. And so I try to practice that outwardly, which helps me practice that inwardly. What does the, what does your practice look like? I mean, for me, I my number one is awareness of my thoughts and my beliefs. Where the hell is this stuff coming from? And how can I change the story? And then there's some superficial stuff, like looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Alisa, you're gorgeous. I love your guts. Like these types of actual things that I say out loud, that is how I love others. Why don't I love myself like that? That was like one of the biggest questions because self-love has a stigma too. It's going to the spa. It's buying new clothes. It's using beard oil, whatever. <laughs> but it, it, it's a lot deeper than that. So how, how do you practice? What, give us some of the Kurt top three things you do that tell you that you love yourself. Patience is a big one. Mm-hmm. I think I have to be patient with myself. What does that look like, though? What does patience for myself look like? Yeah, because I don't know. I don't, I, when I'm impatient, I just want to kill someone. Like I, so how do you how do you practice patience? How do I practice patience? Yes. That okay. So let's say let's say I wake up and I'm not in a great mood for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you just wake up. You're kind of in a funk. I can usually realize that. I can usually wake up and like, oof. All right. Yeah. I'm feeling something. Here I am. This is what's going on. So then I start to try and observe the patterns in my thought and see where it leads me to. Yeah. But all of the while, I'm not like beating myself up. I'm not saying like, change it around. Like you should be happy today. You should be doing this. You should like do this. Change it. Like alter your behavior. Ooh, Sometimes it's just the patience of being able to sit with it and experience it. Sometimes it just needs a little time. Your body needs to work out what's going on. Your mind needs to kind of flush it out. So patience for me is a big one by giving myself the, the space to feel what I'm feeling. For me, I, I, when I'm having a conversation with someone else, I almost feel like I can pick up what's going on mm-hmm. and mirror it back to them. It's hard for me to mirror my own feelings or emotions. So it takes me time sometimes. Maybe it takes me like an entire day. Mm. And, and and that's enough. That's yep. That's that's it. You know, like sometimes you just got to go through it. Like oh, yeah. I had a really off day on Friday. No reason, no like no reason at all. But like me and me and Jen had like numerous conversations. I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm just gonna like go over here. I'm just gonna go read. I'm just gonna go for a hike. I'm just gonna go and do this. Just be where you're at. Be patient with yourself. So well, those are those are examples of self-love too, like giving yourself space. It's hard to do that sometimes, especially in crowded homes when you have kids and these <laughs> obligations, yeah. right? And expectations. Uh, so two more ways that I show myself love. I like to laugh. Like I, that's my favorite thing. I absolutely love to laugh. So I try to sometimes to my detriment, <laughs> I try to make jokes about everything. Like, I can joke about everything, except 
what happens is sometimes they say the wrong thing around people and then it's like okay cool like i need, i know i need to like not cross that boundary again but sure. i feel like life is hilarious like there's so many moments where we can laugh rather than get mad so i try to joke around even in the ser- most serious of times love it so humor patience growth i think is a way that i show myself love because i not to think in a linear fashion but my life is going in a particular direction and as much as i want to say i'm in control i'm along for the ride for most of it there's certain aspects of it that i can control and then there's other aspects that i can't mm. so i try to grow and be better than i was the day before but also recognizing that I'm not in control of this scenario so I can't blame myself for it. Yeah. That's not my responsibility what that person is feeling. That's on them. All I can do is control where I'm at. Move forward, use the tools of acquired, lean on my support system or bolster my support system if I have the energy if I can. And connection. I'm going to add a fourth one. Connection is huge for me. Like I love being connected to my friends, my family, my community. Mm. Another one of the core values of the grounded man, which I love and I'm really starting to dive into, is honesty. And I find it so interesting that when we're going through these motions, when we're checking in with ourselves, having that honest self-reflection because there's there is the ego that's always kind of saying, "No, you're 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 not stressed out. You're not overwhelmed. That hustle, hustle. They glorify glorifying the hustle, or whatnot. Whatever that story is, but really checking in for that honest self reflection and sitting with that, because <laughs> it's 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 actually it was for me very challenging to identify what I actually wanted. Why do we deny ourselves the truth? I feel that a lot of people just don't have the practice and they've never been given any direction or any space to be able to do that so they have no idea what it even looks like okay so what does it look like what like how do we connect to our true self to have that honest reflection without because kurt you actually mentioned it uh earlier i really love that non-judgmental observation having to be able to observe yourself without judgment. I think that's kind of one of the steps, right? To honestly re- coming, like figuring out what you actually want. Sorry, Dan, I cut you off there, but can you speak no to worries. that? Or at least I would say observing the judgment that's coming mm. and being aware of it. Mm. That's good. I think just, yeah, having having those strategies and skills and tools which like I said, a lot of people may not have ever been introduced to of becoming aware of, of what you're feeling, what's going on inside. So whether it be a meditation practice or a breathwork practice, yep. journaling I've found is, is massive for me because it's just kind of stream of consciousness, things coming out and starting to look at things that you're thinking. Yeah putting them out and looking at them from a different perspective. And this is also something that you get from seeing a coach or a guide or a healer or a therapist Mm -hmm. is they, they create that space. They give you those tools, but a lot of people 
whether it be the the stigma of going to see a shrink or mm-hmm. or a healer or a guide, like any of those things, people are like, no, I don't need that. Why mm-hmm. do I need that? Mm-hmm. And they may go their entire lives and never have those tools to be able to sit and be honest with themselves and even feel or or get anywhere with what they're feeling honestly. Would you be willing to share something that you've uh, discovered about yourself that you've shared with the group just to sort of open the doors? Like give us an example of something. Uh, one thing I think that comes up a lot in group is is just the, the honesty of of dealing with and being aware that I've worked through and and been challenged by addiction. Okay. Yeah, just the the awareness of being outside of it. Obviously, it's a lot easier to kind of look back in and be like, "Holy shit!" Like that was addiction. Like yeah. that was that was controlling me. That was my my coping for numbing myself and whether it be alcohol or drugs or sex or food or it's something that you you hear a lot you hear the word you hear people talk about it and i think a lot of people are like ah oh, like that's that's not me mhm but when you start reading into it and 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 starting to like back on those things that you were doing or those things that you were holding on to 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 help you help you numb just being honest with that, sitting with that and, and starting to ask questions about it. And accepting, I guess, I've, I've taken out of this, having that acceptance is a huge stepping stone to that honesty piece. Because if you're not accepting, what is? For sure. And I think one amazing part of the group is stories like that come up. Mm-hmm. And if people are dealing with that themselves and maybe haven't talked about it or maybe haven't even thought to themselves that, whoa, this is addiction. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, like being in a space where people are sharing that as opposed to like seeing people that you kind of know talk about it yep. or seeing like celebrities talk about it. It just makes it a lot more real and kind of brings it home and, it's, and it, it makes it more relatable. I think that's one amazing thing we get out of the group is that perspective of people are like, holy shit, like, I'm not alone in this. There are so many people going through this or something else that's just as challenging. Yep. And I can share that experience with these men and learn from what they've gone through. I love all the things that the Grand Man has to offer. I mean, the other core values for anyone that's interested are accountability, integration, resilience, presentness, mindfulness, patience, self-love, laughter, honesty, hard work. I think we covered quite a few of these. So can one of you guys, maybe Kurt, tell me how do we get involved? How do men get involved in this? Um, we have our core groups. So due to our recent change in living situation we're all online we used to meet in person yeah here in ottawa but now we're meeting online so it's a lot more accessible if you want to come join you can find the website groundedman.com okay the groundedman.com the groundedman.com thanks dan um in there you're going to find our core groups um we're also going to have some workshops coming up i have a workshop with one of my uh, teammates, uh, Braden Stockfish, for next Sunday, uh, May 3rd. And that one will be on conscious communication. So a lot about what we're talking about now, but also learning some tools 
to recognize the thought pattern first and then that way you can consciously communicate rather than react oh i like and, that and then look out for us for different events so we're, we're going to be around but thegroundedman.com so if you're a man you identify as a man you can just go to the website and join in on one of these sessions so we run so, per quarter so okay. uh, three months at a time we do that because it gives us time to build that relationship with the other men mm-hmm. and so it's not just a bunch of random men kind of popping in and out I gotcha really hard to go deep and kind of open up that vulnerability when it, there's always someone new there I understand so yeah we really try and cultivate that that group cohesion so spring quarter is coming up May 1st so uh, Friday. Yep. Great. Well, that gives Friday, people some time. Yeah. Okay. We have enough facilitators that we can kind of break off and create a new group if needed. Sure. That's so cool. And then do you guys do any live stuff right now? Are you, is there other ways to connect that are not part of the core group? Workshops and expeditions, events like that. So we had a few events planned, but you know, of course, here we are. So we're adapting. We got a workshop coming up next week online. That'll be via zoom like we're doing now we have a possible expedition in august into algonquin park okay if uh, everything works out with that so trekking into the forest building stuff yeah cool just connecting oh so all of this information will be on thegroundedman.com yes very cool Well, thank you guys so much for today and sharing, holding the space for me to ask these difficult questions and for sharing all this amazing stuff that you're doing for the broader community of men. I really want to thank you. That was awesome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was awesome. I love talking about this stuff. (laughs) Me too. Well, have a great day. Enjoy your home. And uh, I can't wait to see what you guys uh, do next. Thank you. You too. Have a great day. Bye. Awesome show, guys. That's all for today. I want to thank my guests, Dan Gomez and Kurt Manzer, for being on the show to talk all things The Grounded Man. You can find out more about this global network of men on Instagram at, at The Grounded Man Project and on their website at www.thegroundedman.com. All links will be in the show notes. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.